Welcome to another episode of Takes All Over the Place. I'm Nick, and I've already applied for Dutch citizenship. I already know the most important thing. Ik wil omelijk alcohol. It means I want alcohol immediately. I'm joined by the intrepid Julie, and what is he searching for? A naughty mister named Chelsea Boy. <laughs> As <Hi>. always... <laughs> this really isn't about you, Julie. And... Um, <laughs> We're also joined by Emma, who's taken up the dark arts. Well, less the dark arts and more the dark starter yeast as she's baking some very dark Icelandic bread. Spooky. <laughs> what are we talking about this week, Julie? I mean, I think we tried to talk about Holland Drag Race for three to four hours, but I'm not, I'm not really sure what. what my, dearest, my dearest listeners, I'm going to pull a money card. America, we spent two hours recapping a one-hour episode of Drag Race, and we spent probably about 20 minutes on it. So it's been a wild ride. Hope you enjoy it. Every kiss begins with K. Every story begins Every with Nick. Every kiss begins with K. <laughs> Every story begins with Nick. Ta-da. So did you watch Holland's Drag Race this week? I sure fucking did. So Emma and I had taken a sabbatical from watching um, Drag Race together on the porch because I went psycho. Um, but I've since come back to Earth um, with the help of pharmaceuticals and intensive therapy. Thank you, Nancy. She's my psychologist. Um, and so we did it, and it was a delightful moment until the end. What the hell is happening? Unless they're setting up for, like, an international all-stars drag race, which, um, what the hell? First Seder Jean, and now, spoiler alert, which you knew going into this, so you have no one to blame but yourself. Chelsea Boy. So sad. Let's, let's talk about the whole episode, though, because this thing was fucking bananas <laughs> from the get. I'm like, and that's over. Blurk? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm saying I want to talk about everything before we get there to rant like crazy because this episode was sure. banana pants, right? Mm-hmm. It starts out with Abby just Which is a the Holland delicacy. She's like, you know God. when you when you know when you're telling a joke and you can just anticipate the frustrated silence thereafter. That's me every time we record. So glad it doesn't stop you. <laughs> Never. So why do we get RuPaul's message about how it's going to be two's better than one? So obviously it's a makeover challenge. But they get the announcement about the maxi challenge, and then they have a totally bizarre mini challenge that they're going to learn about completely separately later that I still don't understand the point of or why Mama Queen won or why anyone else lost. Like, what was the goal? Here's a straight guy who was on The Bachelor at some point. Yeah. And he doesn't want to stay for the date, but your job is to make him stay even though he's straight and you're men in wigs. I don't understand. So, like... The mini challenges have never made a lot of sense, and I sort of appreciate them just completely removing any sort of semblance of logic in this. Uh, Like, the nude challenge last week, it's like, what did that have to do with anything? I don't care. It was amazing. It's fantastic. But I loved it. That's what I'm saying. It's in this one, I did not mind, even though I did not get it, nor did I think Mama Queen did well. It reminded me of um, Ben de la Creme and her sort of, like... In the bear, yeah. Just like with <laughs> just super waxy titties covered in all banana. sorts of frosting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then I kept thinking. Like that. I have renamed the pit crew the Me Too crew, and I feel good about it. So 
<laughs> you feel like you're doing something. <laughs> Wait, what happened to the pit crew? Did they do something? Here comes the Me Too crew. Ah! <laughs> Half naked men oh. and they can tear at their penises. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> this is the future liberals want. Half naked men all the time. It's like, yeah, AOC, get on it. <laughs> so I can get on it. Am I part of the problem? Yes. Yes. So, like, here's a bunch of different desserts. Everybody fight for them, even though they make no sense and they have nothing to do with anything at all. It's so And they all fucking did it, which, like, to be fair, I was like, why the fuck would you fucking run? It means absolutely nothing. They're just pastries. But if I was in that situation, I'd be fucking Abbot Queen, like, burrowing underneath to try to get the best one. I don't think they knew what they were for yet, right? Sorry, Abby, oh my God. Everyone's just Abby Queen. (laughs) They did a dessert to a dress challenge once, right? Yes. Yes. One time they had to make pancakes. Remember, they had to like dress up pancakes like something. I mean, you just never know what the hell's going on. I know. Holland's just like, this is what happens when you've got like universal health care and nothing else to really worry about. You just like invent reasons to feel competitive because and then life's universal pretty basic good. income, right? Because everyone gets taken care of. So then this is the RuPaul madness. It's it's the weirdest challenge you've ever heard of that makes absolutely no sense. And now we're gonna like have a real talk about dating in the workroom. <laughs> Chelsea boy's not a good big dater. He's had lots of bad experiences. Better to focus on his art. You're like, oh my God, you're just a baby. And then immediately I was just like, he's perfect for Julie. He doesn't want commitment. He just wants companionship. And I was just like, fuck, yes. We can both tell him how pretty he is all day. That's great. I'm so good for that. It's just like, you don't need eyebrows. You're fine. I know. Abby, oh my God, met who's now her husband in high school. I'm going to guess that this story is not as kind and sweet as it seems. Feels like a Natasha from season eight, I think, of America's Next Top Model, where she was just like, my husband and my baby. And it's like, your husband's double your age. Right. Um, and your baby's a year younger than you. Yeah. So, like, is your husband, was he your former gym teacher? Like, well, that's probably a lady, but you know what I'm saying? It, doesn't, <laughs> it seems all pleasant. And you know, like, eventually it's going to be like, Ugh. Yeah. It's always just like, which lesbian was your gym teacher? Was it like the super skinny jock lesbian, the super butchy jock lesbian, or the transitioning lesbian into a man? So on the chop today, Mo mine was Mila, a skinny one. I guess no one else wanted to respond to oh, that. Oh, Miss Rappaport, she was short and and. My I, res- I had Miss Rappaport too. Oh, was she still at Walnut? Yes! Oh my <laughs> god! The circles. It's the circle of life. Oh my god, that's so fucking funny. Yeah, I had Miss Rappaport too. She um, gave me Friday school because I skipped gym to do a uh, protest. For the war in Iraq, because I was just very edgy and granola-y. I don't know if she could tell I was an ally or thought I was a lesbian. I mean, I don't have a label for myself, but she would make me her assistant in everything because she taught the life-saving class, so I would always have to jump in the pool and pretend to be dead, and then she'd rescue me. So, like, Oh, my her God. Arm, her Did arm she... is, like, between my boobs, and then her arm is here, and I'm just like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Wow. Did you guys be like, Kermit's Rapport's girlfriend. I'm like, uh, I might be. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Well, see, lesbians mark by scent. So she was doing, she was just like <laughs> marking you for future copulation. I was so homophobic of lesbians in high school. She had Saucony sneakers and my mom bought me some. I'm like, I want those lesbian shoes. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing that like queer suppression, because my mom loves to bring up things that I've done to harm her in the past, which evidently are entirely based on outfit choices that she purchased for me that I never wore. <laughs> and one of them was some jacket that had like gold or golden pink piping. And I was like, absolutely, I can't wear that because I am a man. And um, yeah, it's weird. Like I never wore anything. I wore very muted tones always because I was afraid of being too flamboyant or gay. 
And it's like, bro, Emma and I used to play Barbies when I was five. And whenever someone would come in, I'd be like, she made me. Like, Emma just wanted to play Barbies. And I'm here. <laughs> I just wanted to read this about trucks. But, like, she wanted to play Barbies. And so, I'd, Emma, you're doing the story wrong. But it's it's just all hers. It's all her idea. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. At least you're allowed to have Barbies. My mother thought they were uh, messed with my brain, so I couldn't have any. <laughs> then finally, someone gave me one for my birthday, and we got in a fight, and she took the head home. So that was the end. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. <laughs> Jesus, that's Oh, my gosh. <laughs> she left with you a headless doll. <laughs> yes. And, of course, I didn't have any outfits, and I just wanted to go over to her house, and, like, oh, we weren't friends anymore, so. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> On a side random note, sort of what we were talking about, Mike Tyson has a podcast. I'm, like, not a huge Mike Tyson fan or anything. But he was on with Boosie the Rapper, who I don't know at all. Can he pronounce it? It's B-O-O-S-I-E. Can he? Who, Mike Tyson? Yeah, he can pronounce Boosie's name. Don't you Boosie? He's got it. Boosie? But I think that Mike Tyson has done all the work. He is, like, really great. Boosie was saying he was really upset about Dwayne Wade's kid and them being okay with him being transgender. Mike Tyson's like, don't you find it interesting? Like, why do you care? He's like, why are you always yes. saying stuff about homosexuals? He's like, do you, do you think you might be gay? But like ah! in, this, in this super clean way, like Boosie was literally in tears. He's like, no, I'm 100% straight. He's like, so wh- why do you care? He's like, why do you say things like that? Mike Tyson's like, just so you know, I agree with you. I don't think he should be promoting his kid. But nobody gives a fuck what I have to say. So let's not talk about it. Aww. He's wow. like, you know, you're hurting people. And I know you don't mean to. He's like, I know how to hurt people. You know I know how to hurt people. But now I have to make amends for all the pain I've caused. And you're just like, oh, my God, Mike Tyson, you're like my fucking hero right now. I know. It was really intense. It was really, it was like the way that I wish that I could talk to people who are opposite of me politically. And that the minute it starts, I just turn into a rabbit animal, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm at home yeah. thinking I'm going to be like, don't you just know we're all more alike than we are unalike and I want to be happy and you want to be happy and we all want to be safe and you need to go fuck yourself because what the hell's wrong with you? You know what I mean? But it, he like lived it. I think he's covered up his face tattoos or gotten rid of them. But I was literally like, Mike Tyson is the Buddha now. How great? <laughs> oh, that's wild. But it was a very interesting and someone was writing an article about it saying like, this is how men need to talk to other men where uh-huh. men can hear them, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. And especially in the black community where it's so shameful to be gay or transgendered. Um, it was just great. So if you ever want to look at it, it was really intense. I, I loved it. It's it's wild that there's... And that's the thing. It's like you look at old photos of men interacting, and there's so much affection, and there was so much close touching and all these things. And, you know, a lot of Asian communities, it's like men will kiss on their lips, and it's just like that's friendship. Holding hands in India, like walking yeah. down the street. And now it's just like everyone's so afraid of being labeled gay as this concept. <laughs> and they don't actually get to express emotion and vulnerability. And it's truly sad that there's so much suppression that then rears its ugly head and a lot of aggression and violence because you don't know how to process emotion. It's like there's, there was a study done by like ages 9 to 14 the like men or boys and girls cry at the same rate until around nine to 14. And then it just like dramatically drops for men because it's not societally acceptable to express yourself. And it's just like, thank so God, who up. wants to hear what those fucking white guys have to say? Well, Shut that's it. why they're crying. So they can't speak. If you're sobbing, <laughs> it's very difficult to talk. <laughs> well, we don't all feel that way because we are watching a show celebrating. Way to bring it back. Men, way to bring it back. <laughs> transgender, non-binary, all of those things. And it just shows like what Katya said at a show that I haven't seen the show, but I've seen the gif, which is true for most things in my life. But she's just like, there's men and there's women. 
Like, I love men, and I love women, and I love everything that's in between, and there's a lot in between. It's just, like, there's a lot. Like, why need—you don't need to label yourself. You just need to experience it. Daniel Leva, uh, Danelle Leva, rather, um, a gymnast who's surprised, recently came out as part of the queer community, and he was like— you know, I've often suppressed this because I'm from a Latino machismo culture and it's, you know, often been very suppressed. And I had a lot of characteristics that most people would associate with the gay or bisexual community. And I didn't want to prove them right. And I didn't want to be stereotyped in that way or pigeonholed. And so I fought that forever. And then he came out in a very interesting way because he's just like, you know, I'm not at this time attracted to cisgendered men, but I'm attracted to, so I don't know if I'm bi or pan. And all of the responses were like super great. And like Ali Raisman and Simone Biles and um, all these gymnasts who are just like fucking badasses. And they're just like, you don't have to label yourself. It's, you know, you learn and explore and you grow and your tastes change and they develop and they alter. And it's a fucking spectrum and paradigm. And like, why burden yourself with labels? Just experience life and you don't have to figure it out. No one has it figured it out. Just do you. As long as it's consensual, go for it. When your tastes change, sometimes it's terrible. Like, since I turned 40, I like lemon better than chocolate. It's just not good. It's like, and I used to subsist on salty foods, and now all I can eat is sweets. And it's just like, that's not great for my figure. I've been making so many fun jokes about how skinny I am, and people are no longer... Okay, calm down. Like, (laughs) my favorite compliment is someone's like, oh my god, you're so skinny. Are you eating well? And I'm like, nope. Thank you. (laughs) I'm literally waiting for someone to be like, we're worried about you, but they're just not. (laughs) <laughs> I'm worried about you, Julie, always. Well, when, we co- when we co-home... Um, when co-parenting a pet. We're going to co-parent a pet, yeah. Well, you're going to be, like, the parent, and I'm just going to be, like, the fun uncle. Dogs love dick. It doesn't matter if the man in the house is a shithead or anything else. They're always like, there's a man? Hey, man. Even if the woman's the alpha, it doesn't matter. They and you are, are like, definitely the alpha. <laughs> yes, thank you. You are... <laughs> You are the dom top of this whole situation. It's actually a very true story. <laughs> it's like, what are my pronouns? Bitch boy bottom. All right. So. It's like, Julie, can I go out tonight? It's like, you didn't present before asking me. And I go like full twerk mode. It's like, Julie. Can I get a <laughs> Can I get a quick 50 to go to the pub? A quick 50 to go to the pub? What song is that? I just made it up. It's, is there a, like you're going to the Rookwood Pub and you need fifty dollars? That's a lot of money for drinking. Um, fifty quid. Obviously, this is the rare intersection of Americana <laughs> trap music with British folklore. <laughs> Throwing up uh, in the pub, slanging my quids, slagging these chicks, smoking those fags. You know, fag means cigarette and in British, British colloquialisms. Well. I woke up kind of weepy and sad today of just the state of the world. So I was like, I need music that's going to pump me up before I go. Did you listen to Little Mix? I I did not. I listened to the Hair soundtrack. (laughs) I listened to Xanadu. And I listened to Your top status is waiting. What? I said your top status status is waiting. waiting. (laughs) Have you ever listened to the Hair soundtrack? It is fire. No, because I'm an actual top. You wish. I wish. I wish I had your energy. As of right now, we are nothing, okay? We are right now, virgins all by right ourselves. Now, so. I'm pretty sure my hymen has grown back, and <laughs> I just, you know, am a virgin once more. I'm going to go through second puberty. Oh, no. And, are you an incel? Or are you? 
Yeah, I mean, technically, by the definition of involuntary <laughs> celibate, yeah, um, because it is fucking corona. I still go on Grinder fairly frequently because it's important to keep up a You're routine. You're voluntary celibate. Yeah, I mean, be, yeah, but it doesn't feel like a volunteer. It's like, yeah, I don't want to risk infection so I could pass it on to my parents for a night with some dude that I'll never talk to again. Like, when you put it out in those terms, it's pretty easy to resist the temptation. And then you wake up some mornings and it's like, well, now it's pretty difficult, though. <laughs> I'm really glad we've gotten through the first four <laughs> minutes of this episode. Uh, okay, continue. What, happen- what happens next? All right, so how do you think you're supposed to win this challenge? Um, I guess adorn yourself with tetas, fake tetas. I know, Charlie, Let's I will talk- say that our boy, your boy first, um, Chelsea boy. No, my boy wasn't first, though. No, Hold on one second. Your, no, no, no. Your boy, he's your boy first and foremost. I understand what you're talking about, but what I'm about to show you is, is my screen shared? Yeah. <laughs> this is what Janie J.K. looked like. <laughs> he had Linda Fiorentino hair from Vision Quest. <laughs> that was some big ass motherfucking hair. She looks great. She looks like. Specifically this one. And one. So anyway, Janie comes in with Linda Fiorentino <laughs> hair from Vision Quest. Yeah. Watch it. All right. Um, even though she says she gets shy, Abby, I wrote Abby looks like a hate crime. I don't know what <laughs> no. is going on with the hair. It's truly tragic. Is it an afro? Is it like it's not Brazilian? I don't. I, looks I like will a say, 60s Motown like, backup singer. Yeah. Nice. Brazil does have a very diverse ethnic makeup, though, so it's probably part of some Brazil because, and they're fucking gorgeous. Have you ever seen an ugly Brazilian? Neta, neta, neta. Anyway, I think I started to tell you on the chop today. Sutterjean was on. Oh, fun. She was also on um, Bussy Queen. Yeah. And then they're going to have a full interview with her on Thursday. Nice. She is hilarious. I love her so much. I can't believe she's 26. (laughs) No one can. No one can. (laughs) She also has (laughs) been doing drag for 10 years, so that's a long time. She just turned 27, but. She also has an OnlyFans now. So that's now like, what, eight, 10 queens who have OnlyFans now? It's just got to make some money, man. They're trapped in their houses. In Holland, I feel like that. Well, no, Europe's actually not doing great right now. He said they are not allowed out. Yeah. Well, that's because they're taking proper precautions. Good for them. So the song goes, Xanadu. Dun, 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 dun. Xanadu. Now we are here in Xanadu. It's how I spend my day. That's a Xanadu. Can't handle it. Dog. Oh. No. What was that? What was that? Randy from American Idol. A hundred percent. Did I ever watch American Idol? <laughs> Zero percent. The only American Idol performance I've ever seen was Kelly Clarkson doing piece by piece and crying the whole time while 17 months pregnant. And it was emotional. Harry Connick Jr. is verklempt. And J-Lo is like placid. Did she get gooseies? She gets gooseies on World of Dance. What does that mean? Goose pimples? Like goosebumps. She's like, oh my God, I got gooseies. She's so cute. I do love Kelly Clarkson. I'm talking about J-Lo. I don't know who that is. I don't know her. I don't know her. <laughs> We're back at the table. Chelsea boy has a beard. Why? And is trying to create an awkward, weird date. I don't get it. I don't understand any of the it. The Chelsea boy one was hella awkward. I did not understand. The mustache, the whole thing was just like, I mean, this just isn't aesthetically pleasing. I like, I don't know the task either. But if I don't know the task. Obviously, neither do they. If I don't know the task, I'm at least going to look hot. 
I didn't think Mama Queen looked hot, and all she did was like rub her dessert across her fake boobs. That was when I finally. Abby, oh my god, deep throated a fucking banana. That was the first time that I thought that the bachelor dude was actually straight because I was just like, I mean, it's tough. It's like gay or European, you know, that song from Legally Blonde the musical. <laughs> I do have some bottom in me. And it. <laughs> It's just like you don't know. And as soon as he saw the big tits and was like super in for it, I was just like, all right, I guess he's straight. That's fine. But I just don't get it. And then Abby does a thing and she's like, do you like bananas? And he's like, I used to like bananas. I'm like, what? Why are you putting them in this situation? I don't know. It's this so, is so dumb. <laughs> so dumb. But of course, Envy Peru ends up sitting on his lap because Envy has to sit on everybody. everyone's fucking lap. My God. Then somehow Janie gets him to lift her up and then he drops her like a dog. <laughs> Fred thinks it's hilarious. He's in the back with a headband on, just cracking up. I'm like, what is happening? I don't understand Fred at all. What's his, what's no. the point of him? It got so, so we find emotional. out that their families are there. <laughs> well, everyone except for Chelsea Boy, who's like, and here's your friend. <laughs> well, they got to pick. Obviously, he's close to this family. So I'm guessing he picked him because it was having trouble like stepping into his gayness or whatever. Yeah, if I I'm on a competition show. I'm not going to use it to help someone else flourish in their lives. I'm going to pick a done deal. It's like, I'm going to pick my swishiest gay friend who's going to rock out the fucking house with boots and know how to walk in them. Or apparently your straight father who is going to be the, you know. I almost cried so many times. (laughs) So sweet. Papa Queen. The first time through... I had a little tear. The second time through, I thought, oh, how much time can we spend celebrating this cis white heterosexual man? I don't care anymore. Let's stop looking for their approval. I'm sorry you all have daddy issues. Who doesn't? Yes, Hans is a fucking warrior. He's a he's 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 a hero. (laughs) 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 They looked like shit. The pregnancy didn't make any sense. He was terrifying as a Phyllis Stiller look like. It was not good. Abby's brother is younger than him and looks up to Abby as his only male role model. I'm like, oh, that's a horrible story. I thought it was sweet. I love that it was just like, here's a younger brother who doesn't have the typical masculine male role model that you'd assume, just like fully appreciate. He like, he would drive Abby, oh my gosh, to her gigs on a motorbike where she was in the back, obviously. Abby seems like a petulant teenager. I don't know how she is anyone's older brother. Uh, well, age. The passing of time. <laughs> math. Yes. Yeah, thank you, math. Um, science. I get it. I believe in it. But he doesn't seem like anyone's older brother. He seems like the baby of the family who gets spoiled constantly. So I don't really get his story. You know? I think you just told it. And someone starts singing, you're one in a million, and you whip your head around so fast, you, like, activate scoliosis. And you're just like, oh, my God, did you just watch Miss Congeniality? And they're like, yeah. And you're like... Yeah, that's my like sister's favorite movie. We have to watch it constantly. <laughs> it's wild. But that scene and those fucking dresses, it's just like, oh my God, it's so fucking sec. I was like, boner city, brah. When I was extremely overweight and I needed to eat massive amounts of food inappropriately, I would get a birthday cake and like put some fake name on it and be like, that's my sister's birthday. <laughs> so like the fucking cashier gave a shit. You know, I'd be like, oh, we're having a Halloween party. Oh, <laughs> but I would do that same thing anytime I check out. I just like, oh my god, can you believe how much candy I had to buy today? My <laughs> party of one. If you don't care about me, ah, Carly Rae Jepsen. So true. I can't help it. It's just so well, thank God there's self checkout now. So I'll. Oh my god, <laughs> you have no idea. Oh, binge out of control. 265 pounds, Julie. God, she would have given me this to 300 pounds, no question. And then you would have had a TLC show. You would have been famous. I told you, 
that my dream was to become the crane wife, and I was like, oh, one day Richard Simmons will have to come, and they'll use the crane to get me out of my house, and I'll be the crane wife. <laughs> I just thought it was a song by the Decemberists. Really- it is. It's a magical song by the Decemberists, but I just I had this vision of myself that I was going to be one of those six to nine hundred pound people trapped on the second floor. And Richard Simmons is going to come in his sparkly tank top and shorts and sit next to me and pet my hand. And then they'd have to pull me out with a crane. I mean, I saw it twice, maybe, but people can dream. Yeah, absolutely, they can. (laughs) (laughs) I'm okay with you having different dreams, but absolutely. I do now, but at (laughs) the time. So if you want to start a niche OnlyFans, a feeder is a thing that's real where people will pay money to watch you eat and gain weight. Lamorne Morris's friend on Woke has one of those OnlyFans. He's like, people love to watch me eat chicken. It's amazing. You can make so much fucking money, especially if you're Japanese. Well, I don't know what kind of hate crime that is, but I'm no longer eating <laughs> it like that. It feels like but. one for sure. No, the highest paid feeder is Japanese. Calling them feeders feels a little bit dehumanizing. <laughs> Just going to put that out there. More than one person has suggested during this pandemia that I get into edibles and just take a little bite of a cookie every night. I'm like, mm-hmm. I mean, CBD has been hella helpful. I contribute it for some of my successes. And my successes are waking up and going to work. <laughs> But it's been helpful. It really has been helpful. Mm-hmm. So Those are successes and whatever works. You can get it from Finley Market if you'd like. They have like, sure. they can deliver it you to your store. Okay, well, I'm trying, to spo- I'm trying to get sponsored. I took CBD gummies for a little while. They didn't do anything for me. Okay, well, you're really special. <laughs> you metabolize things really well. I do now. I'm so skinny. Oh no one's worried about oh me. Oh, my yet. God. <laughs> you are so skinny. Are you still doing the sugar? Today is day 30. Wow. Today's day 30 of the 30 days. But Did you do the full? I think I will keep it up. It's helped with my digestion, which was a kind of a problem for me. So I'm feeling pretty good in that area. Nice. Nice. So you're going to keep it up? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. He, this, this dude that I like, um, he's great. He's just very middle balanced, everything. Like, he's like, it's 365 days a year. Pay attention to what you do 300 of those days. 65 days, you're going to do what you're going to do. You know, but it's like, who are you for the most part? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great attitude as opposed to like, I'm never going to eat this. I can't do that. Yeah. He's like, think of these things as entertainment food. So I like that idea. When it's just, yeah. I mean, it's working today. And it's just like yeah. when people are like, well, I would love to be vegan, but I just love cheese and bacon. It's like, that's the only thing restricting. It's like cut out meat where you can and other animal byproducts. And it's like, if those are the deal breakers, eat cheese, eat bacon. Don't give it an entirely. You don't have to be fully vegan, but like restrict. It's better for your health. It's better for your wallet. It's better for the environment. It's like cut down when you can eat that whole fucking box of Hershey's Kisses, okay? Those are easy to produce. It took a turn. I took, I took it too far, right? <laughs> went, it went somewhere weird. <laughs> do it. Whatever, do whatever you they want. They don't even come in a box. <laughs> <laughs> no, only Gwyneth, Good only Gwyneth Paltrow's head comes in a box. Emma, how are we going to get back on track here? This is totally my fault. Let's see. Um, with the parents of the drag queens in Holland. Amazing. <laughs> so we're not as impressed with Hans, but the mom. Okay, challenge. I fucking <laughs> loved Hans and that emotion. Maybe I'm a damaged gay, but I thought it was super fucking sweet. It still is always very heartfelt for me when anyone supports their, like, 
their son and his aspirations, and especially when they don't meet, meet like traditional masculine roles. It's just like it was very sweet. I was heartwarmed, and I'm it usually really was. like it you was know whenever sweet. they do the cutaways, it's just like okay, now talk about when you were abused, and someone's like, well, I wasn't. It's like we'll make it up, and they're just like those fucking <laughs> moments before they get ready for the runway. Those are always like very cringeworthy. This I was just like, oh, oh, oh. Anyway. Did you not agree that he looked terrible after 100%, the makeup? But like, so does Cedergine. At least they didn't win. <laughs> they almost win. They the were bottom. almost in the bottom, yeah. Janie and his mom were really cute. I'm sorry her husband died. I liked her pink hair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jackie Jump Jump. I mean, I thought that was the point. Like, your outfits, your outfits are supposed to look relatively similar to each other. And so. Yeah, that didn't make all. any sense. No, it was a terrible critique. <laughs> Did she look a little old-fashioned? Yes. I would agree with Ryan Van Horst that she looked like a 90s pageant queen, not like a current. But obviously they like that because they like Envy. Envy Peru's mom was a fucking hoot. <laughs> so architectural. <laughs> she was like, I love my gay son. I'm sorry I was not nice for a long time, but I love you a lot. Please come talk to me. No, because especially when whatever her name is, who's... I, I do love her, but I don't know her name. The other main judge was like, Nikki Blessin? Yeah, Nikki, Nikki Blessin. And she was speaking in English. And she's like, you can speak to me in Dutch. All right? All right. Gracias. I speak many languages. You are stupid. Oh. It was All right. <laughs> I also hate that every time Janie tells her life story, she's like, I had a terrific childhood. I was beaten up in elementary school. I was tortured. The police told me to, to be on my guard because I was going to be killed at any minute. But I had a lovely childhood. You're like, what are you? Are you saying you had nice parents? Like, is that what you're trying to say? Except for your dad, who didn't accept you. I mean, so you, he's like, like your mom was good. okay, but drag was a bridge, bridge too far. She's got you know? that no, post-nose job glow. Like, if you see the before and after pictures, like, she's got a slimmer nose line. And, like, without that extra weight, she's just feeling free and sexy and fun. She is the narrator for this 100%. I do yeah. love her talking heads. She's right up there with, like, Trixie and Katya for me. She's so great. I'm, I just love her talking heads. For some reason, Envy makes me uncomfortable. I think it's the lip injections. Because, like... And she's yeah. shiny. I don't know. She just looks sad. She, she is sad. Well, you sad. saw in the nude. Anyone who doesn't want to get nude is sad. Um, and <laughs> evidently, according to Holland... Uh, but, you know, she's very uncomfortable. And it's, like, it is tough to see. It's, like, if you want to do, like, plastic surgery augmentation, like, fuck yes, absolutely do it. But if you're doing it to, like, correct a deeper-seated thing, it's, like, well, maybe also get a therapist in addition. Okay. And, like, I will look at her nose and be, like, you know what? If it's, like, I'm terrified of surgery. But if not, it's, like, I could get some shave down off the front. <laughs> I wish there was a better way because it's, like, it's super, if you have a ridge or a bump, it's, we're continuing. If there's like a ridge or a bump, it's easier to shave down. But to get rid, I've got a very bulbous tip. That's a tougher one to do because it's not bone. It's more, it's not the cartilage. It's like. I told you I had a nose job yeah. and this is the after. So I've been. You've got a great process. nose. And I do not have a great nose. I still have a very large nose and I wanted the Andrea Hershey ski jump. I would. You know what? No. Yours would be fine. They cut you here. They pull it up. Cut it off. I, I told you about the um, I told you about that that show in Great Britain where they're like, we're gonna shock these teens who want plastic surgery by showing them the surgery, and all of them were just like, I still want it. <laughs> so, because they're just like, and that's the bone breaking. They break that. the nose with a tiny hammer. And oh my god, it hurts so bad. Don't ever do it. It's not that tiny of a hammer. How long did it hurt for? Oh, forever. It's still hurting. <laughs> <laughs> but 
literally a week of sleeping like the elephant man, medicated beyond belief, giant black yeah. eyes, spitting because they like, put tampons up your nose into your brain. So you're like, <laughs> See, I've, I've heard the same thing about jaw surgery because that's the one that I would consider. Oh, but it's supposed to be, to be the absolute worst. All right. So who would you have put in the top? Like, I didn't want anybody to win. I mean, I was very touched by Mama Queen, but her outfit and everything else was not good. Um, I'm. But don't forget what a great job she did rubbing her breasts during the mini challenge. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah. I mean, I did like I did like <laughs> Chelsea Boy's look. I mean, I thought the look was stunning. So, like, she would not have been in the bottom for me. I think... They're like, it was, the skit was kind of boring. What? It wasn't supposed to be a fucking skit. It wasn't supposed to be a fucking skit. You went and decide that. Right? It's like, I want the prerequisites for this challenge written. Amen. <laughs> yeah. The mini also. I just want to see the rules. I, wa- I want to know what the fuck's happening. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Abby, oh my gosh, should absolutely have been in the top this week. She did look great. Okay. Counter. She's wearing a bathing suit. They looked like men. They did not seem feminine in any way, shape, okay. or form. Um, I thought they all did very. I thought they all did like varying degrees of okay. I thought Chelsea Boyce was one of the best, though. Envy Peru was very good, and that ah, that whole fucking thing was great. I liked the llama reveal. That was pretty cute. <laughs> How is that a reveal? Well, We're wearing know, a costume and we took it off. They the llama and then you take it out. I mean, you reveal something under that. I, I don't understand. <laughs> it's not a surprise. Was that supposed to be like a, a hint to Peru or something? Like I didn't Yeah, know. that was their That's journey. That's her sex tape. There's one I night in like China, one From night Peru in Paris, and then one night in Holland. <laughs> one night in Peru. <laughs> Julie, who would have been your top? I don't, I don't, I mean, Chelsea Boy, obviously. Um... Janie looks old school, but they that's exactly what you want from them is to have a similar themed outfit, similar mm-hmm. makeup. They look alike, but not like twins. They're like, you look like mother and daughter. I'm like, did anyone say siblings? Right? I didn't hear that. And by the way, if you think Mama Queen and Hans look like they're the same age, they don't. <laughs> Pregnancy bump or not. Well, then Hans was... And then put them in those six-inch platform and a long skirt. Why don't you just throw <laughs> them down the stage? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he made it. And he's super sweet. And the other moms were like, oh, Hans, you're so cute. Oh, my God. With that fucking... They were, like, all fluffy in front of With that earring, I was like, hello, Harrison Ford, and I will be your Callista Flockhart. Enter my heart. (laughs) Oh, my God. So then they're like, loved one, please turn to your loved one and tell them why they deserve to win. I'm like, this is worse than the picture of you with your four-year-old. I hated it. Yeah. So so bad, bad. right? (laughs) I don't remember watching that. I think I might have left to get chocolate. I couldn't. That's what I'm saying. Like, by the end, when you're like, what was the prize? I'm like, I, I don't know. I was emotionally drained. Yeah. I hated all of them by that point. I think that because Chelsea Boy and his best friend didn't have a huge emotional connection that everybody could see and feel, that it just didn't feel like enough. Same. Right. And I get that. But as soon as he knew he was in the bottom, he should have changed his hair or his outfit. Like, I can't believe how well he danced in that dress I with know. that stupid hair. It is. I know. He He fought. I mean, I would. He really did. I would plan all of my outfits, assuming I'm going to lip sync, because I do not want to get jimboed, where I'm just stuck with a fucking crown plastered onto a wig that I can't take off and I can't move. But I'm telling you, Chelsea can dance. She did a couple kick step steps. She had like some rhythm, and she was selling it and really trying to bring it. Janae, I didn't did really great, think Janie. Though. Oh, really? I thought she was okay. Well, I think I don't think they're great lip syncers. They're not. I don't think they're great they're performers. Not. They're very but great. no, I was not drawn into Janie. And that song is not easy. No, I mean, I, literally, but like, I'm so fucking basic that as soon as she like put her hands around and did like a little hoedown thing, I was just like, yes, God, serve. 
Oh yeah, I did not enjoy the square dancing. <laughs> I was just like ho down throw down with Miley Cyrus. There it is. So Chelsea Boy loses, <laughs> and Fred is super understanding as always. Drag race is over for you, but not for me. I l- I'm still here. I literally thought it was gonna. Be, I thought it was gonna be a double save, but I guess they don't do those in international versions. No, but you know my top two are gone now. Right? I know. Same. Chelsea Boy and I mean, it's gonna be Jackie Jormchop for sure. Envy Peru is going to win. She's got she's seven won. wins already. She's got 117 wins. As many wins as I have pounds. All I do is win, win, win. Um, well, but the preview for next week is it's going to be a rusical, which you know how much we love a rusical. <laughs> and so then the four on stage, person? they're like, Five? yeah, four person. Um, on stage, they're like, who do you think should go home? And Envy's crying because, you know, he's already said Abby. Oh, my God. 100%. He's going to say it again. Yeah. Um, Who's left? Jackie Jorm Jorm. Jackie Jorm Jorm. Amy Peru. Yeah. Amy Oh My God and Janie JK. Mm. No, Mama Queen. You Wait, said two different Mama versions Queen. of Janie JK. There's Jackie Jorm Jorm. It's like all the names that they couldn't use in 30 Rock. There's Jackie Jorm Jorm. There's Janie Jimplin. There's Jackie Janae. There's <laughs> Jack Hay. <laughs> yeah. I think I'll only be happy if Jackie wins. Janie JK, if she wins. Janie JK, yeah, yeah. Right? That's fair. Yeah, that's, that's definitely who I'm rooting for at this point. Right? Mama mm-hmm. Queen is interesting, but... She's not going to win. No. What else did you watch this week, Julie? Darkness Falls across the <laughs> Um, I watched The Queen's Gambit on Netflix. Nice. Oh, so it's it? like a uh, great, it, mm, <laughs> but it's really moody. It's like a 90s indie film. It felt very just mood like, and the girl in it's amazing. And it's about chess, and I like chess. And she's an orphan from a mentally ill mother. She ends up in a foster home, um, and she meets this janitor who teaches her how to play chess. But turns out she can play in her brain, right? Like it's it's her it's the key to success for her in life. She gets adopted by a family with another emotionally unstable parent. Um, it's just sort of her journey as this woman. I can't even remember. It's like in the 60s. Being young and being a chess player and winning and doing really well. I don't think they know how to end it, but it was highly enjoyable. I binged it. I thought it was great. And then it sent me back to searching Robbie Fisher, which is one of my favorite oh movies my of all God, time. I love that movie so much. So much. So much. He's like, I can't see it. And he pulls all the pieces away and he's like, here, I'll make it easier for you. You're like, oh, Josh Waits kid. <laughs> I saw, so, you know, my whole life changed when I saw Dead Poets Society because it made me want to go to boarding school, changed the trajectory of my life. So when I saw Searching Robbie Fisher, I'm like, maybe I can play chess. So I started studying and getting out all the books and like, I know how to read the board. And then at one point I was like, oh, I'm not that smart. <laughs> but that movie is one of my favorite, favorite, favorites mm-hmm. of all time. So you guys have seen it. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. I got it for Christmas one year, that and My Fair Lady and one of those inflatable chairs uh, with an inflatable <laughs> ottoman and a blanket, and I literally spent two weeks in front of the TV in my inflatable chair just alternating between those two movies. Wow. It was magical. I remember <laughs> when you uh, when you painted your room and you just had, I think those or maybe just a bed, and we brought in a TV and we made strawberry daiquiris, we were seven, and just watched... Not alcoholic. Um, and would just, like, watch a shit ton of movies. I think we watched, like, Easter Parade and Sixth Sense, like an eclectic mix. So, like, my story was 
100% true. And, <laughs> and Nick's took bits and pieces of various truths throughout our lives <laughs> and made them into another story that was only about 40% true. <laughs> we made strawberry daiquiris. At one point in our lives, absolutely. No, in that did. room when you were painting and we, you had your bed and we watched things. Different house. I was seven. You were some other age. Okay? Okay. We also used... Turns out. Okay. We also used to have, like, sleepover moments in our, our TV room. We would inflate a mattress, and we, w- we would watch, like, Sixth Sense. We watched Election. The fact that we watched Sixth Sense is why you spent the next, like, two years in my bed every night, my twin bed every night, terrified. Uh, it was also from a movie... It- you are lanky. <laughs> I know. And I would literally pull open her eyelids and be like, Emma... <laughs> I was, ter- I was terrified of everything. Was- Nick with night terrors is unpleasant. <laughs> Can we show Nick the angle that we're seeing at this moment? <laughs> <laughs> well, what else did you watch this week? Okay, Nick? so I watched um, Enola Holmes, oh. the cast of them <laughs> doing BuzzFeed quizzes. Oh. So I didn't actually. <laughs> so you didn't watch the show, no. you just watched the BuzzFeed quizzes. I just watched the BuzzFeed quizzes. <laughs> That makes much more sense because I hear it's not great. Um, And then I also continued watching Hannibal, which is interesting because I do not do well with um, Lawrence Fishburne. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why. His acting is just like, okay, hear me out. His acting is just like so perfect. I hate it. It's like it doesn't feel organic or natural. It's just like I studied acting for a very long time. This is what actors do. And it's like, boo. Julie's face has been frozen and disgusted. (laughs) First of all, we were just talking about ser- searching for Rob Fisher starring one Warren Fishburne. <laughs> Bad news. He's amazing. To be fair, I don't really like Ben Kingsley either. Searching for Bobby Fisher is a perfect movie. It is. Except when they say the word potzer, which is a made-up word. But the rest of it, it's perfect. It has a 100. Joan Allen is perfect. Joe Montaigne is perfect. The little boy, whatever Max his name is. Max Yes, <laughs> it's it's a perfect it's a perfect. It's movie. great. It's it's fucking great. Lawrence Fishburne, pass. At the end, when they're like, Ben Kingsley's like, "That's a mistake," and Joe Montana's like, "What's a mistake? Who made a mistake?" <laughs> He's like, "It's there. It's twelve moves ahead, but you've got him." Oh my god, I'll cry right now. <laughs> He's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> He's better than this. Then you will be at anything. And you're like, He's better at this than you and I. She's like. You're trying to take him, make him a person. Uh, I swear to God, I'll take him away. Oh, it's the best. I like how they, I Googled this, obviously, <laughs> and um, it's grouped with athlete movies. So it's like, if you like searching for Bobby Fitcher, you're going to love Coach Carter. Well, it's probably true. And now Mox Pam, now Josh Waitskin is like a grandmaster, but he's also like a fighting expert, <laughs> like Aikido or jujitsu or something. Anyway, in yeah. the Queen's Gambit, the girl is not a real girl, but. She's not real. I think if you like chess at She's all, you like it. Well, she Josh Waitskin is a real person. The, the hero of Searching Brad Fisher is a real person who was a grandmaster champion chess player. Nice. Well, I'm excited about Queen's Gambit. You're gonna love the fashions. The girl is multiracial and one of the most interesting looking people. Her she has like wide set permanent cat eyes. She's gorgeous in a strange, very Ooh, strange way. Speaking of plastic surgery, that's one of the most popular things right now is to pull a thread through your eyebrows to give yourself cat eyes. Just like it. 
What? You, um, they insert a thread that goes up your nose and through your eyelids and then around your forehead. They pull it out and tie it around your hairline and it lifts your eyelids to that cat eye thing, your eyebrows. There's also yeah, eyeliner. <laughs> no, but this is not that for a cat happen. eye. This is oh. for a, a cat look. Uh-huh. You know who else is in this movie is the kid from Crap, uh, Pan's Labyrinth, but he's George Jojen Reed from Game of Thrones. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. who always looks like 11 years old. Yes. Yeah. He was also in Love Actually, right? I love him. Yes, he, yes, that's who he is. Little mm-hmm. Sam from Love That's Actually. how old he is. 33. All right, well, that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the movie, and I was like, who the hell is that? And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, that kid can't still be 12. And yet, mm-hmm. Jojen Reed guy was also in <laughs> The Maze Runner. <laughs> So what is The Maze Runner? I've never seen it, and they kept bringing it so up. So I read the books, which were... I read one book, and then I um, synopsied the rest. But I enjoyed the book, and it was had Dylan O'Brien, I think. He was on um, Teen Wolf, and he once was in an interview with Jojen Reed, and they're like, what's, what's your favorite song right now? And he was like, Move by Little Mix. And everyone was like, oh, I wish that was your real answer. And he's like, it is. And I've loved him every day since. So the Maze Runner was about what? <laughs> okay, keep up. They, they're in a maze. Answer the and question. They have to, okay. Because I read the Kite Runner, but I didn't read the maze It's runner. the same. It's the same you as are the Kite Googling Runner. Googling as we I speak, literally and am. you don't remember what it was about. Maze Runner. You saw a tweet about it. No, I you never actually saw the maze. It's been a while. Two lies. See that? I did watch it because it has the girl from. Uh, it has Effie from uh, Skins. Um, so it's, uh, the story follows 16 year old Thomas played by O'Brien, okay, little Nick Stan. Okay. I just thought you're going to be like, it's about a boy who escapes from blah, blah. Amaze. Takes All Over the Place is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and Frank. (laughs) The awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. (laughs) We love you, Frank.